podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hello, Dolphin fans. Yes, that's right. We're back with yet another season of previews and reviews of your Miami Dolphins. Each week, we will discuss the upcoming game, analyzing the opponent, and then follow every game with a review show with all the highs and lows of the game. This season looks to be one of the most exciting seasons we have had in a good while, and we are really, truly excited to be there every step of the way. So please look for us and follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please feel free to leave comments after each show, as we truly appreciate any feedback. Now let's kick off this week's show. All right. It's another Fin Fans podcast, and with me today is Louis Ergoni. Hello, Dolphins. Yeah. All right. Monday again, Louis. Yep, Victory Monday. We are now 5-1, and one, sitting atop the division, looking good in the process. You know, I, I think back to the uh, preseason, and then, you know, we were all going over what we thought their record would be. Right. I don't think anybody figured we'd be 5-1 and one after six games. Ah, let's see. I mean, we had wins against the Giants and Panthers, that's for sure. We had a win against the Patriots. I know I did. There was no way we were losing the Patriots, I felt. So that's three wins. Uh, Buffalo, we figured a loss there, three and one. And then the other two games were who? Chargers. Chargers. And who was the other one? Oh, Denver. Denver, I had us win. I had us at worst four and two. Yeah, I think that's about where most of us were. At worst, you know, with with the possibility of beating the Chargers at five and one. I mean, is the schedule? I, mean, I know after four, a lot of us thought they would be two and two or or three and one at best. Yeah, I mean, well, right now, six games in, I, I figured they were either four and two or five and one at this point. Absolutely, depending yeah. on what happened in the Charger game. You know, that could have went either way. So they're right where. You know, right where we should be at this point in the season. But, you know, now it gets a little hairy as we go forward, you know, <laughs> yeah, because I think I wound, I think I had them winding up at, at 10 and 7. But, um, you know, the offense is playing at a much higher level than what I thought they would. But the defense is playing at a much lower level than what I thought they yeah, would I be. Yeah, I think at. most so people would kinda, agree with both of those statements. It's kind of evened out. So to speak, you know, um, you know, we had a little bit more high hopes for the defense, you know, with the additions, you know, the offense, you know, with the exception of A-Chan coming, you know, coming on house on the offensive side, coming in house on the offensive side, it was basically the same offense, you know, offensive line wise, so on and so forth. And they've just been executing at a very, very high level. You know, even in the loss to Buffalo, um, you know, 400 plus offensive yards, you know, we just turned the ball over quite a bit and, um, you know, we wind up losing. But, you know, when you look at the offense over the first six games of the season, Mike, you know, other than the New England game, you know, where they struggled the tad um, offensively, they, they've just been playing at an extremely high level. I mean, you know, they shoot themselves in the foot once in a while, but you know, they're not, you know, they're not slowing down by no means week in and week out. I mean, they just turn it on and they're just tough to stop. No, I, I believe they're now, you know, after uh, six games, still the most yards in uh, NFL Super Bowl era. Yep. It's 
funny because, you know, as you look at the team and you look at, you know, the emphasis, you know, especially myself, you know, that I felt that, you know, coming into the season that Tua was, you know, was, was going to be so important to the success of this football team. And, you know, by no means has he not been. I mean, he's been extremely important to the football team. But, you know, when you look at his game yesterday and you look at a couple of these other games, you know, he's getting outshined by some of our running backs, you know, and he's kind of like an afterthought. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, Tua's just doing his job. You know, he's doing what he normally does. He throws a touchdown to Tyreek. And, you know, he's, he had three touchdowns yesterday. But, you know, it goes under the radar because Mostert, you know, just had a blow-up game yesterday. And then the week prior, it was A-chain, you know. so Well, we're not know, used to having a running game. It's been a while. Oh, it's, you know, it, it's more than a running game. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a track meet out there with these guys. I mean, the averages that they're putting out there are just, you know, phenomenal. I mean, they're just, they're just killing it. I mean, Mostert again yesterday. I mean, he averaged almost six yards a carry. Yeah, he looked 21. As a matter of fact, I think he did. He looked 21, not 31. Yeah, I I think he did average like six yards a carry. I mean, or damn near close to it. I mean, you know, just incredible. I mean, in the chunk plays, you know, 49-yard run by him, a 28-yard run by Brooks. I mean, you know, just just outstanding. And then, you know, receiving-wise, you know, the 47-yard reception by Tyreek Hill for a touchdown. I mean... You know, these are big chunk plays that, that are resulting in, you know, touchdowns or, you know, leading up to touchdowns. And it, it's just great to watch. I mean, right now they're the most explosive offense in football. You know, I don't know how anybody can argue that point. You know, Kansas City's offense has struggled quite a bit. You know, you would think that they would be one of the offenses that rival ours. Um, but look around the league, Mike, and I mean, is there a team that that's even coming close to our offense in regard to, you know, the success that they're having? I don't, I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so either. I mean, you know, this team cruises to 40 something points week in and week out. And, you know, you factor in, Mike, that they're not doing it on short fields, right? I mean, you know, you, you see games and you see teams to where they put up good numbers because the defense puts them in a great situation where they have a short field to work with. You know, our defense isn't doing that. You know, they're not getting turnovers and, you know, in the other team's end to where the offense has to come on and, you know, four or five plays, they're in the end zone. These guys are doing it on their own. I mean, they're, they're driving the length of the field. And they're scoring points, game in and game out, drive in and drive out. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's an awesome thing to watch. It really is. So they're, they're above and beyond anybody else's offense right now. And that was with our two worst, I mean, our two best offensive linemen out yesterday and without A-chan on the field. And we still put up 42. Monster. Says a lot. Mostert uh, yesterday, 6.7 yards a carry. <laughs> Incredible. So almost seven yards a carry. Yeah. Well, he had, he had that 49-yard run, so, you know, that, that helps. Part of the equation, Mike. Yep. You know, it's part of the equation. I mean, he did that. That 28-yard run by Brooks was incredible. Absolutely. Well, hey, Mike, 
the 49-yard run by Mostert wasn't no slouch either. I right, mean, exactly. Honestly, you know, you say, well, you know, one of, you know, you know, most of the uh, yards came on that one run of 49 yards, but most of it came on just his effort alone. I mean, you know, oh, yeah, 15, 15, 18 yards down the field, you know, he was getting hit and running over guys. Um, so the majority of that, you know, was strictly on him. I mean, listen, you know, regardless of how we're getting there, I mean, it's, you know, we're just cruising. We're just cruising. You know, again, fourth quarter was not even necessary. You know, we're putting these numbers up and it's basically through three quarters of a football game. And, you know, it sounds repetitive, Mike, because it is repetitive. It's the same thing week in and week out up to this point. So um, you got to love it. You know, guys missing, didn't miss a beat again yesterday. Got to love it. Passing 8.2 yards of play. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's about what we've been at. And no turnovers yesterday, right, other than the, the Mike White pass, which, you know, just put a blemish on, on the, uh, you know, late in the game. It's like, man, you're dominating this, dominating this team at this point. I mean, you know, just gave them an easy seven. I mean, yeah, that was a bad throw. It was just. <laughs> it was so late, Mike. It was just, it, it was one of the worst throws I've seen in a long time. I mean, the corner was just sitting there. You know, I yeah. mean, yeah, I don't know what he was looking at. Maybe we put it off to rust. I don't know, but God, could he, be. Can't, he can't do that. <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. I mean, I, I much prefer the long touchdown, you know, that he yeah. had the week prior, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the Denver game, I should say, a couple of weeks prior. Yeah, yeah. Than to see that type of nonsense. I mean, you, you can't have it. You just can't have it. But, um, what you're thinking is, you know, if Tua gets hurt and he has to come in, can he get the job done? And he can't <laughs> if he's going to throw like that. That's the no. bottom line. <laughs> if he has reads like that, I mean, you know, you can't see that guy there in the flat. I mean, it's I know. like, you know, there's no pressure on you, buddy. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> you've got, you know, at that point, we had what, a 28 point lead. I'm like, it's like, Mike, you know, <laughs> don't push the issue. It, it, this isn't do or die football right now. Yeah. You got a 28 point lead, relax. Oh, the guy's covered. You know, let me just take a sack or let me just try and dump it off somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. You know, well, whatever. I mean, yeah. you know, it, like I said, <laughs> maybe he's rusty. But uh, yeah, you, you just hope, like I said, if he does have to play any meaningful snaps, he doesn't do that again. Exactly. Not at all. I don't want to see it pass like that, you know, for the rest of my life coming from a Dolphin quarterback. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was bad. Yeah, but, we've seen um, enough of those over the last 25 years. Yeah. You know, getting back to Mostert, yep, you know, just exceptional. And, you know, Ahmed had a couple nice plays in the game as well. You know, so the running game is still going to be there. I think that um, Wilson is on the verge of coming back, and I think we're now going to need him because it looks like Brooks's injury is going to keep him out for a while. That looked like a pretty bad one. Um, you know, maybe a torn ligament in his ankle or something. I mean, it looked bad. I guess we'll hear today, you know. if, if- Yeah. Or maybe they'll just test today and then give us more tomorrow. But whatever it is, we'll, we'll see. You know, it, it, you do have the benefit of Wilson coming back. So that's a plus. That is a plus. I mean, it, it brings you the depth that you need. You know, you want three guys for just, you know, for this specific reason. We keep losing guys. And, yep. you know, Mostert, you know, as we talked about it before we came on, you know, 31 years old. And, um, 
you know, I mean, he's playing at a very high level. Um, he was he had an pro elite grade level. yesterday, ninety-one six. Mike, he's got eleven rushing touchdowns this year. Yep. Is Leading it eleven? Yep. Is it eleven? Yep. It's yeah, I think it's nine actually. Yeah, because he has two receiving, but he's got eleven yeah. touchdowns total. Yeah, he's leading the league in touchdowns. I mean, he's playing, playing on quarterback. <laughs> he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. I mean, there's not an awful lot. Of, I mean, as I said, I think in the podcast on Monday, you know, he was getting overshadowed, and he's been getting overshadowed by Achan and the way he's been playing. But you know, with Achan hurt right now. And as you look up and down the league at running backs, you're going to be hard-pressed to find guys that are playing at a higher level than he is at this point. I mean, he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. It's that simple. He's, he's been one of the best running backs in football up to this point. So let's just hope he continues to do the job that he's been doing because he's, yep. he's just been outstanding. And, and he runs with authority. You know, he really does. Physical. You got that speed and then the physicality that he brings right behind that speed. Once, you know, they bring contact to him, he gives it right back to him. I mean, he fights for every damn yard, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, he's getting out there. And, you know, it's a great thing to watch. It really is. You know, I mean, we got used to seeing running backs that were, you know, three, three yards and down on the ground. I mean, you know, we're not used to this type of stuff. And it, it's just fun to watch. You know what's interesting, Lewis? What's that? <laughs> Our offensive line all had bad run grades yesterday. Yeah. Well, what is that? That that's a you know, that's basically telling you that um, you know Mostert and yeah. whoever else has been running the football is doing a lot of it on their own. And well, like, you know, like I told you, he had an elite grade. You know. Yep, he had an elite grade, and all the. I'm looking at the numbers because we talked about this before we came on, and um, the highest run blocking grade was actually Eichenberg's at 57.7, yep. which is average, right? And, yep, and his pass block was 76.4. His pass blocking was 76.4, so Eichenberg took a nice step forward um, yesterday. Um, you know, what what was interesting, Mike, is that everybody else, you know, run blocking wise, graded below Eichenberg, which is quite interesting. They were all in the fifties, with the exception of Austin Jackson, <laughs> well, who had a grade of thirty eight. Some things never change. Thirty eight point two. I mean, our number one draft pick, you know, gets you know, and and you think about this for a minute. You know, you got Eichenberg, who's you know, who was a high draft pick, but he's been on the bench. And then you got a couple of castoffs that are grading much higher than him. I mean, it's, you know, it's frustrating. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, we're successful. And, you know, we said it at the beginning of the year as well. We said this, that, hey, if you've got three really solid guys there that are getting the job done, you know, they'll make the couple of other guys look a hell of a lot better. And that's pretty much been the case all year. You Agreed. Know? Hunt's been extremely consistent. Williams has been consistent. And the combination of Armstead and um, – uh, help me out here, Mike. Lamb. Lamb. My goodness. Brain fart there. Um, they've been exceptional. You know, so – and you know what? Wynn's done an, a pretty damn good job, too, at that left guard position. All right. What we're going to do is we're going to take a step back for just a couple minutes, and we'll be right back. 
He has. They both have. You know, as fill-ins, they both have. They're not killing anybody, you know? Yep. Why do you think they got off to such a slow start yesterday? You know, I I can't put my finger on it. I, I, really, I really don't know. I think that the Panthers came out with, with a really good game plan early on, and the Dolphins had no answers on the defensive side. Um, you know, they, the Panthers just went up and down the field on us. And I think that what, what made it really interesting was the fact that the commentator, Trent Green, who was announcing the game, uh, said that they had a great week of practice, according to McDaniel. They had one of their best practices of the whole season on Thursday. So, you know, they come out on Sunday and, you know, they seemed energized, but, you know, Panthers were just out executing us um, offensively against our defense. And then our offense on that side of the football, you know, third and one, Mike, you know, you throw a monkey wrench in there with that, you know, that, that fake run or whatever the hell they had to it, just stood there for a second and then flipped it backwards. I mean, boy, we could have been down 21 nothing. you know, if that play went a little bit differently and the ball bounced a few different ways. Because, um, you know, with the way you're running the football and the way we ran the ball yesterday at 6.7 per carry for Mostert, as you mentioned, you know, third and one, you don't have to get cute. Run the ball into the line, you know, and, you know, pick up the first down. With the way most it runs, you know, you're going to be really hard-pressed to stop him behind the line of scrimmage, you know. Uh, quick hitter, get the first down. I think that at times they kind of get too cute and now think themselves instead of just simplifying things, which they did. I was really happy, Mike, when we got in the red zone. And you saw Mostert, you know, pounding the ball and then, you know, the quick flip to the outside, you know, which was a great call. You know, I mean, you know, you had the tight end out there blocking. You had basically two on one where the corner, I'm talking about on the touchdown reception by Mostert. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was great play call, great execution. I mean, you know, there was nothing that the guy out on the island could do out there. He couldn't do anything about it because he had a blocker. Mostert walked into the end zone. Great play. You know, but for the most part, they were pounding the football yesterday, and I liked it. You know, I felt that, you know, this, this Carolina Panther team, you know, once we got them down, then they knew that, you know, that, that it was basically over. I mean, it, I would have liked it to happen right out of the gate, but – you know, once they got going offensively, they, they did a great job and the defense rebounded pretty well as well, you know, which I thought is probably the first week we um, convincingly won the special teams battle. Yeah. I mean, li- listen, you know, special, special teams nowadays, you know, as you look at it, you know, and Sanders again was perfect. You know, he's not kicking field goals. <laughs> that doesn't help my fantasy team, but, um, all he's doing is getting, you know, six. He, he's perfect. You know, he's down the middle. You know, he's kicking our extra points. The coverages, you know, on kickoffs, you know, you don't, you don't see an awful lot because a lot of the balls are getting kicked through the end zone. But, yep. you know, they're, they're executing fine on punts. You know, they're doing a good job. I mean, special teams nowadays, you know, once they took the kickoffs away, well, that's Mike, it. They're, they're stripping special teams. They really are. And, and you know what? The punters just have it down to a science as well. Hang time-wise, you know, what, what the runners have to do. I mean, everything is just, 
you know, it, it's down to a science now. And, you know, very rarely do you even get an opportunity to return a punt, you know. Um, you know, when the punter makes a mistake, you know, kicking it too shallow or, you know, just out kicking his, his coverage, you know, you may see a return here or there. But, um, you know, special yeah, most, teams. Most of the guys fair catch. Yeah. I mean, you know, the special teams right now, as long as Sanders is, is getting the job done and we don't have to hear people bitching and moaning about, oh, he missed another extra point. You know, he's. Well, you know, you had Duke Riley uh, make a big play on special teams. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was great. You know, he suckered the uh the punter and the headbutting him. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. No, the special team Mike, listen, there's a lot of talent on the on that special teams. Guys that you wouldn't expect to be playing special teams do play special teams. I mean, I saw A-chan out there, which to me is re- I don't even know why you would even think about putting that guy out there, right? I mean, you know, for, not for nothing. Maybe that was before that he impressed them so much. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that was while in the in the course of him impressing Mike. That was in the middle of in the middle of his after his first big game. He's fast as hell, man. I I wouldn't hesitate to put him out there. Oh, no, you're if, nuts. You why? what? <laughs> I, I'm not, Mike, the guy's gone for a month now. I mean, it, why risk him on special teams? I mean, you bring in guys that are specific for that reason. I'm not putting a talent like that on, on the field on punt coverage. I'm sorry. I'm just well, not. if he's not getting a lot of carries, and that's what I would do. If, if I'm asking him to carry the ball 20 times, then no, I'm not going to do that. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was done while he was doing it, while he was sharing the carries with Mostert. Because we looked at it, and me and Chris talked a little bit about this a couple of weeks back. I think it was two weeks ago. And we were like, what the hell is A-Chan doing out there on special teams? And to me, all it takes is an idiot like Belichick to tell one of his guys to yep. just submarine him, you know, on a, on a given play to take him out. And, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past him to do something like that. I just wouldn't leave a guy like that on the field. I mean, you got a 53-man roster. For the love of God, you know, get guys out there that can, you know, maybe not as obviously they're not going to be as fast as him, but, you know, I don't put him on the football field by no means. I just don't. I mean, not a guy like, you know, I mean, I've always been under that philosophy, especially when, you know, like when they talked about, you know, um, Waddle returning punts and kicks and stuff like that. I mean, that, that was, that, that came and went pretty quick, didn't it? Yeah, he was supposed to be dynamic, you know, in regard to that, and uh, we didn't see much of that after what real, real early on in his career. So anyway, um, you know, back to the football game yesterday. You know, twenty-one point win. Um, you know, we're making things look pretty damn easy. You know, Mike, you look around the NFL yesterday. You know, to talk about some of the other teams. And the other games, and I mean, San Francisco getting upset by Cleveland with, without Watson in the game. I mean, they had a backup quarterback in. <laughs> and they beat 49ers. You look at the, um, God, what was the other game? The Texans, you know, beating the Saints. You know, you look around the NFL, and there's a lot of that. I mean, the Bengals and Seahawks went at it. The Bengals got by, by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin. You know, so there's upsets every single week. The Chiefs 
we beat the Broncos 70 to 20, right? Or whatever it was. The Chiefs on Thursday won 19 to 8. You know, that's the same defense that we went against a couple of weeks ago. Division game, you know? Yep. The Eagles got upset by the Jets. The Bills damn near lost to the Giants and should have lost to them. They should have lost, yeah. A little bit better coaching, they lose. So, you know, what makes it so impressive, what we're doing, is the fact that, you know, you look at some of these games and some of these matchups, and, you know, the Jet-Eagle game, you know, comes to mind. I mean, Sauce Gardner was out. They had their two starting corners out, and they still were able to beat the Eagles. It says a lot about the talent on that football team and the coaching job that's being done over there. Um, But this is my point, is that, you know, you're looking at these football teams and some of them are getting wins and some of them are actually losing games, favorites in games. And, you know, we're just cruising. You know, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. So, you know, it's impressive. And I don't think we've played our best football up to this point. That's the scary part on either side of the football. You know, yesterday the offense did not make many mistakes, but, you know, in weeks past they have. And you know what I'm talking about, turnovers, so on and so forth. I don't think this team has peaked, especially on the defensive side. So, you know, when you look forward, you know, I expect these guys to play better defense. You know, I would hope they, they do going forward. And, you know, you hope to see Needham, both Needham and Ramsey back you know, in a short time, you know, not far down the road. I mean, we're pretty much more than halfway there to having, possi- you know, to having both of those guys possibly Well, it back. seems pretty certain Ramsey's coming back. Yes. I, I don't know about Needham, if he's ready to come back or not yet. Well, Mike, he's, you know, 21-day period. We're now, yeah. I think this was, this is week two now, or week three. Is it? Um, they, I'm pretty sure... Well, let's see. Four games. He missed the first four games of the year. And we are in, we're going into week seven. So, yeah, I mean, after this coming week, then they've got to make a decision on him. I think this is week three in regard to him and um, Robert Jones. And I think there was a third party as well. Oh, Jeff Wilson. Jones was active yesterday. He just didn't play. Oh, okay. So he's already been activated. So. You know, you've got Wilson and you've got um, Needham who after this week, you know, they have to figure it out. I think this is the, this is week three. You know, this is going to get us to the 21 days with those two guys. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you know, like I said, I don't think this team has hit its peak yet. And, you know, they're ranked one of the top teams, if not the top team in the NFL right now, especially with the 49ers losing uh, this past week. I mean, we may actually jump them and be, you know, be ranked number one in regard to the NFL at this point, which is which is interesting to say the least, because like I said, I really don't think they've hit their peak yet. They haven't played their best football. I don't I would agree with that. So, it's happy times. As impressive as they've been on the offensive side, there's still room for improvement, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's not going to be easy, but there's room. There is. And you know what, Mike? You know, Armstead and Williams are going to come back at some point, too. Yep. And so is A-Chan. Yep. You know, I didn't talk about that a minute ago, but on the offensive side, you've got some – you've got three – Pro Bowl bait, you know, Pro Bowl type players coming back 
on that side of the football as well. So, you know, if we can stay away from any other major injuries, because we, we've hit a ton of them, and every team goes through this. Some worse than others, but yep. Well, Mike, if you, if you look at the fact that we lost Ramsey before the season even started, right? Right. Okay. We have not had Phillips. He played half a game yesterday. Right. We haven't had Phillips for the majority of the season. Yeah, he's right? played three games, I think. He's played three games, right. If that. I mean, I would say with the game he got hurt in and the game yesterday, he had two half games. So maybe right, he's played exactly. two full games, maybe yeah. three. If you combine, maybe three out of the six, okay? Then you factor in the fact that Armstead's missed four out of the six games, right? Yep. Williams has missed two out of the six games now, you know, with, the, with, the, with yep. the, us missing him this past week. You know, you factor in all that, and these are key guys on both sides of the football, and we're still five and one. Tell you what, things are looking good in Dolphin land, Mike. They're looking awfully good. Yeah. You know, so let's just hope we don't have any more serious injuries. I can a 57-7 run block grade. Right. Um, Which was the best uh, among the offensive linemen yesterday. Yeah. Which isn't saying it was great, but he did enough to spring guys, right? (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking, I'm just looking back to see what, uh, Connor Williams was at. He was about seventy-one seven. So yeah, he was grading out pretty high. Yeah, I know you're obviously you, he was missing something a, in the, in the run blocking. He was grading out the highest every week, Mike. Every time we went over the grades, he was yep. he had one, probably the highest grade among them all, including Armstead when when he was playing those couple of games. So um, yeah. I mean, Eichenberg did really well against the pass yesterday, but against the run, he could do better. Right. They all could, Mike. They Across all could. The, he had the highest grade among all of them. And, yep. you know, he's a backup. So they all could have did better. But, you know, when your lead running back is averaging 6.7 yards a carry, you know, it's kind of like they got to be doing something right. Right. I mean, you know, we, we watched running games just, I mean, just anemic running games. Malcolm Browns of the world and uh, the guy we had early last season that we got from the Cardinals, Edmonds. I mean, three yards a carry, you know, 2.8 yards a carry. I mean, they were like half of what, you know, these guys are getting, you know, a a quarter of what Achan was averaging per carry. I mean, it was so funny yesterday to listen to the two announcers, Trent Green, I can't remember the uh, the other announcer, but they were were talking about the average per carries and the, the numbers that the Dolphins are putting up. And Trent Green was just laughing. You know, he's like, <laughs> you know, he's just laughing as he was talking about. He was, you know, he was saying how ridiculous these numbers are. They're insane. They are. And they really yeah. are, you know, and they're doing it over, you know, a six game period. So, you know, and they haven't really, you know, nobody's really stopped them. They've stopped themselves at times. So, you know, they've done it. They did it at times last year. But I mean, what do you think? What do you see as the big difference this year from last year's offense to this year's? I mean, it has I, to be I the have, run attempts. It has to be. Yeah, I well that that and I think that the play calling is much more imaginative, isn't it? Yes. I mean, he's, you he's know, put in more wrinkles. There's a ton more wrinkles, and you know, 
I don't have the answer to this, and I don't know why when we kind of hit a funk last year that we continued to throw the ball 40-some-odd times, 45 times a game when we were struggling, and we didn't add wrinkles into it. Um, I don't have the answer to that. You know, what I do know is, is that it kind of, in regard to my confidence in McDaniel, it really put a damper on that. You know, not that my confidence in him matters in any way, shape, or form, but, you know, when we do these podcasts, you know, my opinion reflected on that because I felt that, you know, down the stretch when we, you know, when we hit, you know, a tough spot, we didn't see a lot of what we're seeing this year. And, you know, I think that over the off season, I think he really went into his playbook and really just looked at a lot of different things that he can uh, draw from, you know, his basic game plan there to where, okay, well, we can run this off of this. And then we can run this off of that. And then we can turn around and run the ball off of this formation. And you're seeing a lot more of that this year. And, you know, teams just, you know, have a hard time preparing for it because they're throwing a million different wrinkles at defenses. Simple as that. The the plays and all that are are put in in the offseason. And uh, they practice them through training camp and get familiar with them and and eventually, it, it comes up on their, you know, on their uh, game report. So, what I'm saying is, I, I don't think if you're in the middle of the season, it's very easy to design new plays and get everybody to learn them because you don't have a lot of time for that. So, you can take an existing play and maybe, you know, make a small change to it, you know, uh, just to confuse the defenses a little bit, but. You, you really don't have a lot of time to uh, change a lot of plays if if you're struggling. You know they've they've got to have it to where they're not going to struggle. And then so far this year, they've pretty much done that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I will tell you this, Mike. If if they practiced all of these plays in the off season that I have seen, and I've seen a million different plays, uh-huh. and a million different things come out of a, a, you know a specific formation. Then I'll tell you what they were working twenty four seven. You know, I going well, remember back, they have OTAs. They have the, the no, I get it. Many camps. It. You know, but, they've got time. But I, I personally, you know, I think that week to week, you know, they're saying, "All right, guys, out of this formation, this is what we're going to do now." You know, we're going to run. You know, the jet sweep. We're going to and and rather than handing the ball off to a champ, exactly. we're going to actually pass into the flat. And they are doing things differently from week to week, and they are working on them. And, you know, it, listen, I'm not saying that, you know, it, it's, an, it's an easy thing to do. I'm saying that I saw a lot of the same all the way down the stretch, even into the playoff games and so on and so forth. And it didn't really change an awful lot quarterback to quarterback. And um, what I'm saying is, is that McDaniel's done a much better job this year. You know, I mean, I have all the confidence in the world right now in the fact that you know, the the offense is going to get the job done one way or another. I mean, I think that the way they're executing and the way two is executing the offense is is at an extremely high level, um, regardless of whether you know it's coming or not. And you throw in McDaniels, you know, in genius, you know, he's in, you know, he's a genius when it comes to, you know, working off of formations and doing different things out of what they're showing the defense. The talent on top of that and the speed, I mean, it's just a combination that, 
you know, it's going to be really tough to stop for any defense. You know, I don't care what defense it is. You know, the 49ers have a great defense and there's a couple of other teams. The Steelers have really solid defense, but you know, I'll put our offense up against any of them. You know, you know, as long as, you know, Tua doesn't turn the ball over and we exactly. don't fumble the ball a lot. You know, I don't think there's a team that can really stop our offense right now. Oh, we're about to find out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because the schedule certainly gets tougher. Big test. On on Wednesday, we talk about that big test, Michael. Any other um, thing you want to talk about this moment? What's that? No, I think we're good, Mike. I think we covered it. I mean, you know, as far as the players yesterday, I mean, you know, I think we basically covered all the guys that, you know, that had the really, really strong games. Um, you know, I felt that, uh, you know, on the defensive side, you know, when you look at it, Mike, I'd probably Chubb had the best game out of all of them, right? Would you say that? Well, I would think he was close, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, overall he had one of the better games yesterday, which was good to see. I felt He was noticeable, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, I think Wilkins had a really strong game too. Um you know, at times he made some really nice plays. Um, Van Ginkle played well, although he missed a few tackles he probably should have had. Yeah, um, agreed. You know, Silo, he was getting pushed around a little bit, but uh, all in all, he still well. played well. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, you know, when you go out there and, you know, Chubb had another sack yesterday, you know, Wilkins had two sacks from the defensive tackle position. You got to mm-hmm. love that. And Siler had one from the defensive tackle. So three out of the four tackles we had for, were from the interior defensive line. You know, th- that's great. You know, the, the, the bad thing again, you know, and, I, and I've been harping on this, is the lack of turnovers. Again, you know, no turnovers yesterday. And, um, you know, against the Eagles, if we're winning this football game on, on, on uh, Sunday night next week, they've got to get some. I mean, the Jets intercepted them three times, uh, Hurts. And, um, You know, if we are going to win this football game, they are going to have to make some plays on the defensive side that turn turn the tide, so to speak. Can't keep relying on the on the um, offense to score forty points a game. Just can't do it. And this is a good offense, so we'll talk more about it on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, Young had thirty eight attempts, Mm -hmm. and on those thirty eight attempts, he was pressured twelve times. Yeah. Do you think that's a good percentage? Pretty much. Yeah. You know, to me, you know, as I watch him, you know, lack of turnovers, I sound like a broken record. You would have liked to see more sacks. More sacks, exactly. Yeah. You know, we had, you, but we had four. It wasn't like we didn't have any. Yep. We had four. You want eight. But, yeah, rookie quarterback, <laughs> you, you'd expect to. You want eight. They had they had opportunities. Yep. You know they 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 really do. They're around the football. My God, there were a couple times where I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" You know, how did we not bring this guy down? How did we not do it? Yep, exactly. You know? But, but you know they'll get better. I hope so, Mike. They have to. They don't have. In order for for our success, they defense definitely has to get better. Yep. And it's got to start Sunday night. You saw Chubb have a good game, right? So that's a start. He had a good game last week, too. Yep. So Phillips should be on the field a lot more next week, for sure. Yeah, you would hope so. Yep. You would think that he's going to be on the field quite a bit more. And I think we got out of this game 
with the unfortunate injury to Brooks, I think we got out of this game pretty healthy. And X-Man, I know, pulled a groin, so that we have to monitor that situation because, boy, they got some good wide receivers in Philly. And, um, you know, we got to have X-Man out there on Sunday night. Got to have him. Yep, Lewis, I agree. Um, thanks for joining me this afternoon. And, Very welcome. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back, as Lewis said, on Wednesday to uh, talk about the Eagles. All righty. Until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, Fin fans, that's today's show. I want to thank the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Sports Social podcast network. Check out these sites, guys. They've got articles and uh, podcasts, which I think you'll enjoy. All right. Until next week, be well and take care. Network.